glorious week. I have been celebrating Independence Day for the whole entire week. The whole entire week. And I have a great show planned for you today. Stan, are you still celebrating Independence Day? All week long. Yeah, baby. You know, work got in the way a little bit of my independence, but <laughs> yeah, you know, funny, it always does. Funny how that works, huh? Yeah. There were so many parades and fireworks and so many things going on that, oh my gosh, nobody should be at a loss for something to do. Uh, and, and having the 4th of July fall on a Wednesday is just so weird. Because, well, actually, I think the highlight of my day is, you know, that hard rain that came through mm -hmm. in the morning. Uh, my neighbors were out of town and their tree just split right in half, split right in half and fell over. I had to carry it, tug it out of the street. <laughs> I and can almost see that. You don't realize how heavy those <laughs> Oh, those yes, things, I do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So heavy. And, yeah, the other neighbors were probably looking around thinking, look at her. Well, that's where yeah. you get a tow strap and a pickup truck. Yeah, I, I, I should have. But they're home now and the chainsaw was was gone. And so that, yeah, that happens. Uh, anyways, I have a great show planned for you today. Yes, we're going to talk about Independence Day. We're going to talk about are you proud to be a, an American? We're going to talk about should Minnesota change our fireworks laws? Uh, spoiler alert. Yes, yes, we should. Uh, my neighborhood, holy cow, my neighborhood was going crazy. There were, they must have all gone to China to buy yeah. like the biggest fireworks possible. And then I had two of the cities, well, Two cities on either side of me had fireworks going too, so it was it was just crazy, crazy, crazy. And we have all our fingers. We just want to let everybody know that. Yeah, unlike some people, that guy in Florida. <laughs> That's on my page if you want to check it out. But. Yeah, tell everyone what what you put up there, Stan. Yeah, so, uh, Florida wins again <laughs> for the idiot award, and one guy was holding some mortars in his hand, expecting them to shoot up in the air and then blow up. Well. Unfortunately, it blew up in his hand. Oh, my gosh. And and he got hurt really bad. Yeah, he's in rough shape. Yeah. Well, don't be stupid when you play with fireworks, people. Uh, today, we're also going to talk about legal versus illegal immigration, something the Democrats don't seem to be able to distinguish. There is a huge difference. We're going to talk about who gets to decide immigration policies and how do we fix the mess that we find ourselves in now of course, I have a long list of local activists, out-of-control government activists. These people are masquerading as local government politicians, and we're going to highlight a few of their really stupid moves. Uh, one of them, uh, Seattle. This, uh, uh, two of them are um, outstate, but don't for a minute think that Minneapolis and, and St. Paul and Duluth and, and some of the other... Uh, local entities around here who love these stupid ideas. Don't for a minute think they won't be happening in our neck of the woods, too. Seattle banned plastic straws this week. Uh, D.C. passed an ordinance for the people who live in the District of Columbia. You will buy health insurance or will seize your property. Uh, and Minneapolis, stupid Minneapolis, they moved closer to a municipal ID card. These same people who were outraged over voter ID, outraged over it, now all of a sudden think it's a really good idea to have the city hand out identification cards. Cards. They aren't good for anything, but hey, they're an identification card from Minneapolis, and uh, yeah, we know what's going to happen with that. Uh, and of course, St. Paul 
activists are calling for fewer police in St. Paul. Absolutely crazy, just crazy. Plus, I still want to get to uh, a bunch of election updates that I have for you. And I want to talk about is civility dead? It's just the craziest things that we're seeing out there that it just drives me absolutely crazy. So let's get going with uh, Independence Day. And there were a lot of um, uh, a lot of headlines out there talking about Independence Day and talking about how Democrats hate America. Uh, I know a lot of Democrats who love America. And, of course, since I lean to the right side of the aisle, I know our side loves America even more. And I love America. And I don't ever, ever, ever confuse what it means uh, to, to, to confuse country with government. I love the United States of America, warts and all. My daughter and son-in-law are in Paris. They just sent me a picture of them in uh, in front of the Eiffel Tower. It was so cool, so fun. Uh, if anybody's been there, you know how uh, inspiring it is to be there and to see how it is in different countries. I don't care what you say. America uh, is the greatest country in the whole world. I am proud to live here. I am proud to be America, uh, proud to be an American. I hope you are too. Uh, but we've got some examples that I'm going to get to in a little bit that are just absolutely crazy. Do you know on this Independence Day, some 14,000 immigrants uh, had naturalization ceremonies? 14,000 immigrants uh, became proud new American citizens. And the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services uh, welcomed them in, of course. They said there were 175 ceremonies across the country on the 4th of July. A total of 163,000 people have been naturalized during 2018, a 55% increase over last year, which I think is absolutely incredible. Facebook had a tough time distinguishing what, what Independence Day means. Facebook finally, on July 3rd, reversed its decision. They classified America's founding documents as hate speech, if you can believe that. The Facebook representative said that it was accidental and they didn't mean to do that. And they actually put up there, we're sorry we made a mistake and removed something you posted on Facebook that went against our community standards. How can our own founding documents be against Facebook's community standards? It's just absolutely absolutely astonishing. Facebook did apologize and say, you know what, we put your content back up and go ahead and put up the the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. There were also, uh, who saw the lady trying to climb the Statue of Liberty? Yeah. Forced the evacuation of the park around the Statue of Liberty. Thousands of people who went to see the Statue of Liberty on the 4th of July because she decided she needed to speak up. Um, at first, they were trying to decide if she was with a protest group that was calling for the uh, to abolish ICE. Uh, but then they said later on, her quote, she got in front of the cameras, and her quote was, Michelle Obama told us when they go low, we go high. That was as high as I could get, which is just absolutely crazy. Uh, St. Paul, remember we talked last week how St. Paul decided they weren't going to spend, the mayor said we aren't going to spend the hundred grand to put on the fireworks um, in St. Paul. There were a lot of people in St. Paul who said, you know what? Thanks for nothing, St. Paul. You are the capital city. You should be putting on fireworks. They were not going to spend one dime in the city of St. Paul. And people were wondering what what was the lost revenue to the city of St. Paul. They 
said they thought it was at least hundreds of of thousands of dollars. And I want to know, why didn't some private company or private entity step up and say, hey, I'll pick up the tab for that? Because, yeah, it is a, it is questionable that the city does pick up the tab for so many. Then again, the city of St. Paul spends money on so many ridiculous things. You know, you'd have to say 100000 in the scheme of their city budget, um, you know. You know, it's the capital city, for heaven's sakes. They should have had fireworks. Uh, Bill Crystal shared a video of an ad that started airing on the 4th of July. He said he wanted to remind fellow Americans, Republicans, and conservatives that we are a nation of immigrants. And you're seeing a lot more people try to push these kinds of messages on the 4th of July instead of uh, celebrating Independence Day. Uh, and, and Bill Crystal, like so many others, continues to confuse legal immigration with illegal immigration. You had obnoxious people like Dan Rather. Dan Rather put out, on the 4th of July, I refuse to let Donald Trump have the flag of the United States as his own. What, Dan? Are you an idiot or what? Uh, Dan Rather tweeted out, I refuse to let the best of this nation be debased and weaponized against the truth and justice. I refuse to bow to cynicism. What hashtag what unites us? Uh, Chuck Schumer, Chuck Schumer, who are these people? Who are these people? And why do they do stuff like this? Chuck Schumer on the 4th of July set, tweeted out, Today I'm celebrating the freedom of women to make their own health care decisions as established by the Supreme Court in Roe v. Wade. So, yeah, it sounds like Chuck Schumer is using Independence, to, Independence Day to celebrate a woman's ability to kill her kid. Really? Really, Chuck? Really? Really? Tina Smith. Tina Smith tweeted out, on a day meant to celebrate our nation, I can't help but think of the families at the border, families that have faced brutal hardship, and when they make it to the U.S., the land of opportunity, they are separated from their kids. We can't let up our work to keep these families together. Really, Tina, why don't you get off of Twitter and actually do something to fix the problem? But no, it's easier to just tweet. Just easier to tweet. No, she didn't even tweet about the families of the military or didn't even tweet about Minnesota, didn't tweet about... I mean, it's like, really, Tina? Really? And, of course, one of my favorites, Elian Omar, Representative Omar, tweeted out, Are you ready for this? Heads up. Listen. We shouldn't revise history. We are a country built on stolen land and on the backs of slaves. Independence Day allows us to reflect on how far we've come and how much further we have to go. Leveraging our voice to fight for justice as an, is as American as it gets. Happy 4th of July. I'm sorry, people. I got to tell you, my pride in being America, an American does not change based on who's in the White House. My pride in being an American is not based on whatever virtue signaling some politician, whatever pandering some politician is getting to. You saw the polls that were out there. 74% of the Republicans said they were extremely proud to be an American. 32% of the Democrats said they were extremely proud to be an American. All I can say is, let me tell you, I'm proud to be an American. I wear my red, white, and blue on my sleeve. I love the United States of America, warts and all. Don't confuse your country with your government, people. Don't.
just don't. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about fireworks because I think it's about time Minnesota changes our fireworks laws. And like I said, my neighborhood was booming on the 4th of July. And not just for a little while, for hours and out for weeks. (laughs) Stay tuned, everyone. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and com. Hey, Stan, do you know it's been two years since Philander Castile was shot? Two years. That is unbelievable. I know. It doesn't un- seem like that long ago. I know. I can't believe how fast it's gone, too. And uh, I think it's really cool that uh, Falcon Heights is doing a lot of nice things to honor him and remember him. Uh, not just at the school where he worked, um, but there's a barbecue tonight at Falcon Heights City Hall from 5.30 to 8. And, you know, that was one of those cases that um, um, really tugged at everyone's heartstrings. Well, of course, his girlfriend put it on Facebook, you know, so you got to watch part of it. And and I know there was a lot of anger over Yana's um, being cleared of all wrongdoing. Uh, and I think we're still seeing some... Uh, some uh, well we will for a long time some some residual effects from that and some of it well deserved some of it well deserved so rest in peace philandro castile and let me tell you another thing i know a lot of um a lot of people who are still honoring him the school does a thing where they help people pay for school lunches and and i think I think Philandro Castile will look down and say, I'm glad a lot of good things are coming from coming from that horrible, horrible situation. Okay, we're talking about fireworks now. We're talking about, because I'm still celebrating the 4th of July, because I'm still proud to be an American. I think everybody knows that by now. Um, what about fireworks? We've Year after year, we talk every... Uh, we talk over at the legislature about who's going to be the one to bring the bill forward to change the fireworks in Minnesota, and it never seems to get enough traction to go anywhere. I actually thought this last legislative session we were going to get somewhere with it, and no, no, we didn't get anywhere with it. It didn't get passed. I don't think it got passed by either the House or the Senate, uh, and I really wish we would change them. In the old days, I used to have to drive over to Wisconsin to buy the good stuff, uh, but in uh, in Minnesota, we can't have anything that goes up or goes boom, pretty much. It's like yeah, the it's worst, worst fireworks laws in the nation. So at the federal level, it's the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission that sets the basic standards about fireworks. So how long or short can the fuses be? What kind of chemicals can be used? How much external flame can they produce? But once they get past that, it's basically a free-for-all. I love that, a free-for-all. Every state is different. And hey, folks, reminder, that's the way it's supposed to be. Let the states decide. So in Wisconsin, you can buy fireworks year-round, but in Oregon, they ask you to save your explosive purchases only for the weeks leading up to Independence Day. In Alabama, you can buy fireworks to celebrate your sweet 16th birthday, while in New Hampshire, New Hampshire, oh my gosh, you have to wait until you're old enough to buy booze. So yeah, the 19 and 20-year-olds are too irresponsible to buy fireworks. 
Uh, Alaska has absolutely no state-level restrictions, meaning everything from an M80 to Catherine wheels are up for grabs. <laughs> I think it's crazy. But other places, including Illinois and Vermont, only allow you to have sparklers, snakes, and other novelty items. So that's where Minnesota falls in with Illinois. Those and, things aren't even fun. I know they I aren't mean, that, even fun. Those were fireworks we got as kids, you know, when you were like six or seven. When you, you were know? like three. Yeah. Yeah. When and you're then six when you were or 12, seven. you moved up to the, you know, the bottle rockets and the Roman candles. Oh, for and then sure. Once you got your driver's license, look out. Look out. <laughs> look out. Uh, Ohio says they'll sell you any type of firework, but the purchase, but it requires the purchaser to sign an affidavit promising, promising to take the loot out of the state within 48 hours. <laughs> How weird is that? What's, I don't know what Ohio was thinking of, of that. Um, Pennsylvania, until recently, allowed the sale of almost all fireworks 365 days a year, but only to people who could show out-of-state identification. So they only sell to people who don't live in Pennsylvania. That's crazy. And they got sued, by the way. And so, yeah, they had to change their law. Florida forbids the sale of fireworks for recreational use, but allows them for pest control purposes. So what? basically, people go out <laughs> and buy all the fireworks they want, and they say they're getting rid of rodents and stuff. It's a wink and a nod enforcement. And she said the, the police and everyone just looks the other way. Since 2000, uh, in, in the last few years, though, there's been a big shift towards authorizing uh, more fireworks usage. And in, since 2011, Kentucky, West Virginia, Michigan, and several, several other government entities allowed a full range of fireworks that were already legal at the federal level. New Jersey and New York took more cautious steps in abolishing their prohibitions on consumer combustibles, but only going so far as to legalize handheld novelties. Come on, I want the big boom. What do you? Who wants bigger fireworks? Six five one nine eight nine five eight five five. Six five one nine eight nine five eight five five. I would love to see it happen, but unfortunately, a lot of laws are passed or enacted because they have to protect against the lowest common denominator and unfortunately like this guy in florida who was of age he was well maybe he was underage drinking but he, he appeared to be an adult in the video and that's unfortunately the way the law works sometimes okay you, stan you realize the role of not government that I like it i know the role of government is not to protect us from ourselves it isn't. It just isn't, which shows you how out of control things have gotten. Um, they said that in the area of prohibitions or restrictions, they tend to find the injuries and the fires are higher than where they're legally permissible. Individuals who are choosing to break the law and trying to get away with that activity are trying to do it very, very quickly. So where they're illegal, there are more people getting hurt, like we saw well, in Florida. Not, you're not as experienced because you don't get to shoot them off all the time. Exactly. You don't get to shoot them off and you're in a hurry. You don't want to get caught. You don't want to, You don't want the cops to come. You don't want... The I neighbors think, though, most to of yell the time, especially here in Minnesota, too, if, as long as you're not rude about it and shooting him off in the middle of the night, and, See, and I, at least where I'm at, right. they're going off basically from dusk <laughs> until, you know, right. 11 o'clock every right, right. single night right. leading up to the 4th of July. Right. So My neighborhood, too. My neighborhood, too. And and I think for the most part, they're respectable. And, you know, they they 
don't light up. Well, the 4th of July, everybody goes crazy. But, yeah, we hear lots of booms. We can because always I'm tell when they went Minnesota to Wisconsin. Minnesota does enact a law where, hey, yeah, fireworks are, are legal now. You know they're going to tax the snot out of them. Yep. So it's probably going to be a lot more expensive. So why not just keep it the way it is, even though it's illegal? Most of the municipalities aren't really, quote, cracking down. They have better better things to worry about than a bottle rocket or a Roman candle. And I do understand it if you're in a place like Colorado or California now where they have the horrible wildfires. I can see where they'd restrict it if they had that kind of a situation, you know, a drought or whatever going on. I could see where they could restrict it in some areas, but for the most part, leave and us alone. And isn't that part of the fun, too, knowing you're kind of getting away with something? Yeah. I mean, it's fun to do that once I know. In a while. I used to take carloads full of kids over to Wisconsin to buy the big fireworks. And, yes, there were parents around when the when the kids lit them off, for sure. And they were always very thankful that I was the one that drove everyone over to Baldwin, Wisconsin, to get our fireworks. <laughs> I'm um, guessing you worked out a deal with all your passengers to maybe slip you a few bucks to buy your own fireworks for the ride. No, I no? didn't. They were kids. They were kids. And they all their parents forked over their money for them and... And, well, I really like fireworks, so, so my cor- kids were happy. So you're corrupting minds even way back then. <laughs> right, right. right. And, then, and then, you know, you're coming back across the border and you see the highway patrol yeah, and you're, you're like, like oh, whoa. No. Got Minnesota plates, look and, out. And the kids are like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, okay, everyone, act cool, act cool. And they never bothered us, <laughs> ever. Uh, by the way, deaths from fireworks are mercifully rare. On average, seven people die annually from non-occupational firework use, but it does vary a lot. Uh, 2015 was exceptionally deadly with 11 people dying. What do they do to die? I mean, holy cow, what kind of fireworks do they have? Uh, 2016, meanwhile, only saw four deaths, and one occurred while the victim was attempting to manufacture their own illegal fireworks. Yeah, that'll do it. If you're building your own illegal fireworks, that might happen. Um the fireworks, by the way, though, are no different from any other good demanded by consenting adults. They're dangerous, more dangerous when they're prohibited, uh, and largely because of how prohibition influences consumer behavior. So there's another reason for why we should, uh, why we should definitely open up, uh, eliminate some of the prohibitions on fireworks we have here in Minnesota. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the EPA. Uh, Pruitt stepped down this past week, and um, if you haven't heard from him, you haven't been listening to the left whine about him. He was the the EPA, um, the he was the um, uh, head of the EPA. So we'll talk about it when we come back. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and com. Working for the man. Yeah. That's an oldie, Stan. Yeah, we are, aren't we all? <laughs> exactly. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. We were just wrapping up talking about fireworks, and I want to expand them. Uh, and, you know, I, I should have made a comment, too. I realize the fireworks are very difficult for um, uh, 
uh, I knew pets. this was going to come up. Yeah, for <laughs> pets, for um, for some people, some people with uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome, and that's a legitimate complaint. I totally understand that. But Kevin wants to weigh in, and I'm sure he has much more than that to tell me. Hi, Kevin. Welcome to the show. Hi, Sue. I don't want the fireworks. Just, um, why? Just, tell us why. What happened out in, I think, was it Colorado where that illegal lit those fires? Right. This would be a, just another source for them. How would the law have stopped that, Kevin? It wouldn't have. I probably wouldn't have. I don't want to give our state <laughs> any more revenue either. Well, I hear you there. I don't really want it. That's, you know, the, you almost had me there. Yeah, because figure that you know for sure that the government will find a way to get their hands on it. Yeah. Yep. On Pruitt, I like Pruitt. It's unfortunate what he did. I heard that Soros and company uh, were out to get him. Um, they were. I, I hope that the replacement will be just as good. I'm hoping that Trump will name Amy the good Catholic girl. <laughs> I can't really wait I really until I can't wait till Monday night to see who he picks. I just can't wait. I'm so excited. That's what um, I want. I yep. want the I want the I want the good Catholic girl. <laughs> Amy, what's her name? Amy, oh, so Amy something. We'll probably talk about her next week. Um, I don't know if it's going to be her. I've heard he's saving her for when uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg gets out. Um, I'm thinking he's going to get two picks this year. I do, too. I think so, Kevin. I really do. I I'd really still, do. I'd still pick Amy first. Okay. Now, thanks for weighing in on that. I bet you get to weigh in next week on it, too. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> okay, thanks, Kevin. Bye. And Kevin and Stan, you brought up the point, too. Minnesota would find a way to tax the snot out of it. So a uh, very valid point. Okay, so Pruitt was forced out. Pruitt, all you need to know about the EPA administrator, uh, Trump's EPA administrator, um, Pruitt, is that um, the left hated him. The left hated him. They every, he could do nothing right. They attacked him from day, day one between the left and the Greens. That's all they did. But in the 18 months that he was there, Pruitt made great strides. And so those of us on the right side of the aisle are very happy about this. Pruitt was um, influential in canceling the clean power plant. He urged Trump to withdraw from the Paris Climate Agreement. He made agency science transparent. That was huge. He stopped the Obama cafe standards. That was huge. Our small tin can cars are killing people. Uh, he reformed the waters of the United States. He cut onerous regulations that were hurting so many businesses. It'll save uh, us as consumers billions of dollars. Uh, cleaned up super super fun sites faster than his predecessors ever did, and actually refocused the EPA to its core mission. And the Huffington Post yesterday put uh, to to prove to you the left is going to hate the new boss as much as they hated the old boss. The Huffington Post has already had an article up. Pruitt's replacement is even worse. And they started attacking the EPA's deputy assistant administrator, Andrew Wheeler. And every every single newspaper article that I saw, whether it was NPR, whether it was the Star Tribune, whether it was Huffington Post, they would say EPA deputy administrator Mark Wheeler, former coal lobbyist, and, and then they would go on. 
every single one of them. So they're already trying to smear him, already trying to slander him. And a lot of people forget about all the EPA scandals that were under President Obama. And what was her name? Gina, 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 something or other, McCarthy. Um, all she, she had one scandal after another, and the, the media ignored it. The media ignored it. Then we, we never heard anything about it. And Obama's still out there bragging about his scandal free. So I put up on Facebook a list of the EPA scandal under the Obama administration. And then I think I put up this morning, uh, there was an American thinker piece that w- talked about the EPA scandals under the Obama administration. And both of them are very good. The first one, of course, is a long list. The second one, is not quite as as in-depth, but still good. And I loved Pruitt. I loved Pruitt because he actually voiced skepticism about mainstream climate science. And he actually hated the Paris Climate Agreement, which so did I. You remember we talked about it on this show. We talked about what a scam it was, how all they wanted were the rich countries to give the poor countries a whole lot of money, and it would do nothing to improve uh, the climate or lower the temperature, it was 0.01 if we spent, what, a trillion dollars. It was just absolutely ridiculous. And I thought Pruitt did a great job as the EPA chief, um, and, and I hope the new guy does uh, does better. You might remember Pruitt got in trouble for installing the soundproof telephone booth in his office that was like $44,000. He traveled first class. He took a security detail on personal trips. Oh, oh, and my favorite was the um, he rented a really fancy D.C. condo from a Washington lobbyist for like $50 a month, which is unheard of. Um, so they wanted to get rid of Pruitt. I'm surprised he lasted 18 months. I think he did some tremendous things for us Americans uh, to try to rein in the EPA, to try to refocus them on its core mission. If I had my way, we'd abolish the EPA. Uh, who was that, Jimmy Carter? Thanks for nothing, Jimmy Carter. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, this isn't the first guy to lose their job over ethics issues. The VA secretary was fired in March, and again, it was questionable travel charges. And this is interesting because you think of all these Trump people who they're going after for questionable travel charges or or the way they spent money. And can you think of what a field day we could have under the Obama administration? And, and you just ask yourself, how is Hillary Clinton still walking around for free as a bird, walking around? How, how How is that possible when they're going after all of these guys? Um, we also saw Trump lost Health and Human Services Secretary Tom Price. He was fired last year when they found out that he took costly charter flights instead of commercial uh, plans. And by the way, Republicans, we should demand our people don't gouge us. You know, don't you think? this This should not be a... A two-way, I mean, we don't get to complain about Obama's people and then give Trump's people a free pass. No, it doesn't work that way. We should be going after all of them. Uh, There is a long list of things to do for Wheeler uh, when you think about it. There, um, we still have to come up with something with the clean water plan. Uh, We still have the waters and wetlands. Uh, We still have the car rules. There's still ethanol. Um, The 
Trump pulled out of the Paris Climate Treaty, but there's still another treaty out there on hydrofluorocarbons. That was interesting because uh, Obama didn't send that one to be approved by the Senate either. And it sounds like Trump, well, Trump hasn't said if he's going to send it, send it in front of the Senate for ratification. Uh, Maybe Wheeler will help decide that. Um, But I just think we have to keep pushing to see the EPA uh, restructured. Uh, The idea that the EPA is, um, one thing Pruitt did was he, he, the science had to be publicly available data. This is really important because the climate scientists were getting away with murder and no one could could peer review their their research because all the data was was determined private and we also got to see conservatives put on um advisory boards and and uh it, there was a lot of good things there and the only reason I wanted to talk about Pruitt is because uh I wanted to weigh in on Minnesota Mark Dayton this past week declared an emergency um, he's a state of an emergency in, re- in response to some of the severe weather that we've seen in the past month um, caused by flooding and property damage. And Dayton said his order applied to 36 counties and the Red Lake Nation. Uh, he said the persistent weather pattern since June 9th has resulted in a series of severe summer storms, packing high winds, tornadoes, and torrential rains. Uh, some of that's true. And I just want you to all be really careful, and I want our legislators to be really careful, because when governor state governor declares a state of an emergency like this, and all of a sudden some of these areas, they decide to throw everything in the kitchen sink into their request for money to take care of the problems that happened from these storms. It's just incredible when you look at some of the things they've pad their bill with. So we're going to have to keep a close eye on that. Uh, but also, Minnesota, I want you to remind you, Minnesota is the first Midwest state to join. We are still in climate campaign. And I want this to become an issue in our upcoming gubernatorial race. I think we know where all the Democrats will stand. Uh, but I want uh, I want Jeff Johnson to say, hey, you know what? We're not going to be part of that. So remember, 13 months ago, Donald Trump said we are getting out of of the Climate Paris Treaty. And 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 that happens in um, 19 or in 2020, I think. Um and since the U.S. since the U.S. withdrawed withdrew from the climate treaty, some twenty-seven thousand non-federal entities have stepped up: cities, counties, towns. Uh, Minnesota became the first one. Thank you for nothing, Governor Dayton, to join the "We Are Still In" campaign. And it's the executive director of Climate Generation Minnesota said there are going to be economic benefits pursuing the solution to climate change. The only economic benefits are going to be to her buddies who are going to be seeing the green uh, from various solar projects, wind projects, biomass. Um, and we, it, it's it's really crazy. Now, remember, Minnesota is seven years ahead of meeting its 20 percent renewable energy standards set in 2015. That's where they doubled down on the horrendous policy Tim Pawlenty put in place um, back in back in his day. Another reason why he shouldn't be elected to another term of governor or dog catcher for that matter. Uh, she said Minnesota is already on an aggressive path to reducing carbon emissions, even beyond the goals of the Paris Agreement, uh, which 
is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and truthfully, benefits none of us. Benefits none of us. Does nothing but drive up our cost of energy, our cost of doing business. Uh, and, and you want to talk about your money going further in another state? Well, yeah, it will go further in another state. Minnesota is also in the process of handing out money from the Volkswagen. Uh, remember Volkswagen lied about their – or what did they do? They – Whatever they were supposed to have on their car to make sure that it operated cleanly, they didn't, so they polluted. And there was this huge lawsuit, and Minnesota got a whole bunch of money, and now they're starting to hand it out to whoever's asking for it. So on July 5th, the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency offered $1.4 million to entities around the state of Minnesota using the Volkswagen settlement funds to install electric vehicle fast charging stations. So expect to see, and the cities and towns love this money. They love this. They can put these, they can put these electric charging stations. These are fast chargers, so it won't take you six hours to charge your vehicle. Um, we've all seen them. You've been to the Roseville Library. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we're going to come, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about um, immigration. I want to talk about the distinction between legal and illegal immigration. I want to talk a little bit about the protests that they had last week, about the responses we had from some some of the politicians, and about the direction that we're we're heading. I remember I had a list of. Uh, demands that some community uh, community groups decided to present to curb deportations. And I just want to know who these people think they are, that they get to come in. And, and then I want to shame the Star Tribune. I want to shame the AP. I want to shame some of our local politicians uh, with, yeah, a big pat on the back to John Gilmore at Alpha News for a story that he put shaming them for me. Stay tuned, everyone. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk. AM 1130 and com. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. Thank you, John Gilmore, for telling me it was Nixon who put the gave us the EPA. Thanks for nothing, Nixon. Loser. Uh, it was actually Carter that was the energy department, if I remember right and correctly. Whatever. We don't need either of them. Uh, but I'm not as crazy as the liberals who want to abolish ICE. I want to talk a little bit about immigration because this is really bothering me. Liberals spent all weekend last weekend protesting something that Trump had solved two weeks ago. And in typical fashion, the resistance... Uh, I laugh at that word, seems a day late and a dollar short. It's absolutely ridiculous. And what drives me crazy is it's very difficult to have a rational conversation on immigration because of all the all the um, they just go. They just go hyper crazy and they love to the name calling and the. You racist, you bigot, you and 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 the anger and and it makes it very difficult to have a, a an, an intelligent, constructive conversation on what we're going to do about immigration. The other thing that drives me absolutely crazy is the way the left, especially, uh, keeps they confuse legal immigration versus illegal immigration. They confuse ICE 
versus the border patrol. Uh, and, and the way they come out and they say, because we don't agree with every single thing that they say and are exactly like them, that we have absolutely no compassion, which is 100% not true. Uh, but it just drives me crazy when politicians, especially those on the left, continue to try to confuse uh, legal versus illegal immigration. And the idea that these knuckleheads uh, whose big idea was to fix health care with Obamacare, now they're going to try their hand at fixing immigration. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um Last Saturday, they had, what, some 7,000 protesters gathered in downtown Minneapolis for the Families Belong Together protest. Uh, they were trying to push back on Trump Trump's immigration policies. And, uh, you know, it, it, I'm fine with people wanting to push back on it. And 7,000 is a respectable turnout. But I have to say, I really thought there'd be more of the lefties go into this. And I don't know if it was because it was right before the 4th of July. I thought there would be more. I thought there would be more than 7,000 protesters there. But after it was over, the left went out uh, and, and, and showed just how crazy they are and just how out of touch they are with your average mainstream Americans. Uh, one of the people who really irritated me was Representative Jamie Becker Finn. There was, uh, she's in the Shoreview area. She's the house rep for uh, Shoreview, maybe part of Roseville, maybe part of Vandis Heights. I'm not 100%, maybe part of Little Canada. Um, over in that neck of the woods, Senate District 42. Uh, and they had a picnic that night. And she got up and said in front of all her DFL cronies, Though and and she was making reference to the children being separated at the at the border, Jamie Becker Finn said, "Those who and I quote, those who facilitated this practice are not just absolved by signing some piece of paper today. So if you were someone who supported this man, you have to accept your role in this tragedy. And who who, who does she think she is? Our priest? I mean." Are you kidding me? You know what? Guess what, Jamie Becker Finn? I support a lot of the things that President Trump does. Not everything, but a lot of things President Trump does. And you know what? I I, I don't have to. I don't. You, you don't get to be the one to call me out. Elian Omar, the Omar, the representative for the Minneapolis area. ICE needs to be abolished. We can't settle for reform. An agency created only 15 years ago whose tactics are inhumane and brutal isn't necessary for a healthy democracy. What we need is to pass a Clean Dream Act and provide a path to citizenship for all DACA and TPS recipients. So that tells you clearly what Omar, what Representative Omar wants to do if she takes Keith Ellison's old seat. That tells you exactly what she wants to do. Margaret Anderson Kelleher, who also wants to run for, to try to win uh, Keith Ellison's old seat, She's, she tweeted, today I joined 10,000 Minnesotans sending a message to the Trump administration that we will not accept policies of hate. Really, Margaret? Policies of hate? Really? She tweets, it's time to end this harmful legislation that breaks families apart. So apparently, uh, oh, and then hashtag abolish ICE, hashtag keep families together march. 
So I guess, Margaret, it's all our fault. It's not the parents' fault. It's not, it's not the parents' fault for, for bringing their kids into this kind of situation. And the Democrats tell themselves that there is an um, – the Democrat candidates for governor – tell themselves that they support Minnesota being a sanctuary state. They object to the zero-tolerance border policy that the Trump administration is pushing. They oppose the separation of families and border enforcement. Um, But then it gets into the abolish ICE. And a Pew Research Center, Center poll, I told you about this last week, said that and this was taken before the family separation issue dominated the news, found that 73% favor granting permanent legal status to immigrants who were brought to the U.S. illegally when they were children. Uh, The poll also found that 56% opposed to expanding border walls and that 38% think the legal immigration should be kept at its current levels, while 32% said it should be increased. Now, it's a poll, folks. It's a snapshot. And what you really have to do is drill down into these polls and find out what exactly do they stand for. And you have to realize how important how important it is for the, on who we decide who the next governor, uh, who you decide who the next governor of the great state of Minnesota is going to be. So, and and we talked about this last week, and I reminded you that that um, that sneaking into America does not make you an immigrant any more than breaking into someone's house makes you part of the family. And really, truly, a CBS poll said only 21% of the voters favor releasing illegal immigrants into the country and three-quarters support incarceration and deportation. I want you to think about this because look at the hill the Democrats are, are, are going to die on. Look at the hill that they are going to die on. And you have to ask yourself, what are they thinking? Why? Um, And, of course, I did a poor job of time management, so Stan's reminding me that this hour is wrapped up. We're going to keep talking immigration when we come back. If you want to call 651-989-5855, I want to talk about what happened to the... To, I want to want, I want to talk about what's happening at the border. I want to talk about how we're going to fix uh, immigration, and I want to talk about how the Star Tribune won the fake news award that John Gilmore hands out every Friday because it's hilarious. And yeah, it's why people hate the media. Stay tuned, everyone. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130, and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com.